0: Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags, the series that's intended to educate, motivate and inspire you to create dynamic change in your life by challenging your regular ways of thinking and your automatic doing the stuff that you're just doing because you're doing it and you're not really paying attention to it. This series wants to check on those, to ask you, can you be more, do more and create more in your life? So, I wanna thank you for watching. I wanna thank you for your time and attention. And if you dig in it, please rate, subscribe, share, you know, all the good things. And if you're not, please do not tell anybody about it. Keep it to yourself. You can also keep up with me on Instagram at NickPaxFit. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's go! What's up, guys? I'm here with Dr. Rick. Richie, the man himself, a very good friend of mine, but a brilliant mind, this guy. And today's episode is super exciting. We are talking about his businesses, his mindset, why he chooses to do the things he does, the holy trilogy of knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. We, we dive into a lot of different pieces of this man's mind and what inspires him, motivates him, and pushes him to create the life that he's lived. So you're going to love this one, guys. I'm super excited. Thanks for listening, and let me know what you think. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Go with your boy Nick Pags and a very special guest today. I got chills.
1: Dr. Rick. When people say I'm special, all of a sudden I feel special. Because you are.
0: (laughs) It's like I didn't think I was before, and now I am. No,
1: I mean I got chills like on my shoulders, it's running down my arm right now. Dude, me too. Starting on my head.
0: I got chills calling this guy, but for for, (laughs) let me tell you why I got chills calling you. Because this man is so ridiculously connected and um and he he has done so much in the fitness space i i told him i had to brief him today i said i gotta be honest let's go is not a um story about like your life because if that was the case, we would sit here and talk about Dr. Rick and everything he's done <laughs> for six and a half hours just to get the tip of the iceberg. You're,
1: you're a man no, with a lot going on. Look, man, when people ask questions about me, I usually downplay it. So after I'm done talking, people are like, I must not do very much. And, yeah. then, and then it's people like you that are like, oh, my gosh, you don't even know. And now you're screwed. Now you're to make it look good.
0: <laughs> no, he does an ungodly amount of things, Um, but even more so – He's an impactful man, and he's just like a spirited guy. And the reason I have Dr. Rick on the show today is because he has such beautiful energy. Like, And I, I told him right Thank before God. we started, on this show, I want to make sure I'm, I'm making time for people who are, and I have people in these seats, who are going to be an inspiration or a sense of motivation or – uh, uplifting to others and what you do is you have this unbelievable repertoire of things you do and people you know and the stuff you do uh, throughout your day but even more so you're just a positive uplifting kind individual thank and, like, you that's thank that's you. the number one criteria we'll recognize real there okay. we go real, <laughs> <life>. <laughs> um that's so, for
1: sure man and thank you for that and anyway, I, I i gotta say that's reciprocated dude because we first met so there's the one where i always talk about it, and it makes me laugh about you because uh, there was a, a thing that we were doing with roan yep. and and i was just a, i was a vendor there with my company and you were there but you hadn't come in yet and everybody like there's all these like beautiful athletic people and they're hanging out but they're super quiet and chilled out And then when you showed up, it's like the party started. Like nobody knew they could speak out loud. And when Nick showed up, they were like, oh, is this okay? (laughs) Oh, I guess we're going to laugh and have fun now. So you are legit. Let's go. It's more like out of
0: line (laughs) because you walk into his space, and the space he's talking about is recover, and it's a place he owns, uh, which we'll (laughs) get into. But it's like meant to be kind of zen, and like you're relaxing, and you're going through newcom, and what that means is like you're you're essentially napping. And then I walk in, and I'm like, "What's up, guy?" And I'm like poking (laughs) at people's nose while they're napping. So I'm really inappropriate and ridiculous, but. Uh, what are you going to do? That's my yeah, life. That's a
1: lot of fun when people are like, oh, wait, we can poke people's nose when yeah. they're sleeping? Oh, this is about to get this good. Is cool. I'm going to
0: do this. <laughs> um, so, before we jump in and we let Dr. Rick roll on who he is and what he does, I want to thank Samsung. We are in the beautiful, how amazing is this This space? place is incredible. Incredible, right? What up, so, Samsung? I, I love it. Samsung 837. It's in the meatpacking industry of New York City. Yeah, Meatpacking District, sorry, of New York City. You gotta come down here and check it out if you haven't. uh, I wanna shout them out on their platforms at Instagram at Samsung Mobile USA, on Facebook at Samsung US, and on Twitter at Samsung Mobile US, hashtag TeamGalaxy. You guys, I love you very much. Thank you for allowing me to have this amazing space, to have these amazing people in it. What a shout out. That's a big shout out, man. All right, I don't mess around with my Samsung fam. Um. All
1: right, so give us the lowdown. Hmm.
0: Who are you? What do you do? Tell the
1: people what they want to know, Doc. (laughs) I don't know what people want to know. That's why I usually (laughs) suck at this portion. (laughs) I always like it when people... (laughs) <laughs> when like when i give presentations i like it because people introduce you yep. you know what i mean they're like oh like and so and so he's this and this and yeah and then because if i said that they're like wow there's a guy blowing his own horn I, Listen, so, I could
0: i could make your life easy but i'm not gonna no right now no, gonna you're gonna put you me on the spot the that's yeah, what it is on the spot give us um, the
1: needs. Come on. yeah so i'll go through just a couple of things um i started in the fitness industry as a personal trainer in 2002 and uh I loved it. I loved it. I I didn't know if I was going to. I wanted a free gym membership is what I wanted. Okay. And I was like, it sounds like a cool job, and I get a free gym membership. I was like, this is something that is, like, on my to-do list. And so I started doing it, I moved from New York City, I grew up in Alabama, okay. and then after college, I lived in Atlanta for two years, and I moved here from Atlanta, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a year, okay, right? And then it's that, all right, well, that sucked, but didn't suck too bad, I'll do one more year, and then, one more. Yeah. and then it was like, okay, my list of I'll nevers, yeah. right, like I'll never... Um, have a family here. Yep. Like I'm not not gonna have, I won't meet my wife here. I'm definitely not meeting not my having wife in New kids. York. Definitely not having kids. Not here. raising kids. Yeah. Uh, no business. No net so and, and so I messed all that up. I I never <laughs> just became the idea. Everything I said I wasn't gonna do, I've I've done, I've been here. Uh, so, uh, as we're recording this, it's, it's almost 2020. So the end of 2019. Wow. So I've pushed some reps in New York city. I have my kids are New Yorkers. My kids are New Yorkers. Your That's kids weird kids are for New me.
0: Yorkers. I was just thinking about that. Like I was just saying to someone the other day, yeah, I wouldn't raise kids in New York city. I don't think. And I grew Go up ahead. in Westchester right outside, but like.
1: Oh, dude, this is not a stretch for it's you not at a all. <laughs> it's not a stretch. It's not a stretch. But I, I just, this from I, Alabama. Like I'm from Florence, Alabama. It's like forty thousand people yeah, in that's that town, a different and world. that's a big town in the area that I live. <laughs> that's in. That's a large town. Ta- yeah, that's a large town. <laughs> they would. My friends from Russellville called me the city boy. Wow. They're like, oh, you're in Florence oh, City, boy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so I, I've been doing that. Went back to school, got a license in massage therapy. Okay. Went back to school, got a master's degree in exercise science. Went back to school, got a doctorate in health science. Uh, I'm an educator for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So so I'm going to stop you right there I right? because I think that people kind of let that one slide. He is an
0: educator for the people that educate <laughs> all the best trainers in the world. Like, <laughs> He is the guy that you see in the books and online when you're taking the courses. That's him. Okay? If you're just listening and not looking today, this is like that's who we're talking to. Keep going. Do you know what's
1: funny too is I get screenshots. Uh like people take screenshots yep. of them watching the NASM content, the I coursework, and they'll they'll like DM me or they'll post it on their stories and tag me. And they're so like, fun. guess who I found here? And I'm like, busted. Yeah, that's Busted. Me. You got me. That's uh uh it it's something that I think a lot of people who know me even in the fitness industry may not necessarily know about me. Right? Right because right. they just know me from a different uh you know a different venue, a different path. Yeah. Um
0: I honestly didn't know that. No. Which is crazy. I had no idea. I mean in the first couple of weeks I knew you, then I knew real quick how yeah, yeah. word gets around, but yeah. Keep yeah. Going. So um uh
1: been a subject matter expert for NASM and faculty for them. So I teach their exercise science workshops, I've contributed to multiple textbooks that yep. they've done, written chapters for them, do video content. Um, I own... Uh, a place called independent training spot yep. uh, and that's in new york city and it's a, it's a it's several gyms in the city for it's like a co-working space for personal trainers so that. you want to come in and rent space at a gym to train your clients no members like people mm-hmm. can't come in and work out on their own right. it's it is just training. for personal trainers to train their clients out of it is the only brand of independent training gym in New York City. There okay. are a lot of people that have independent training gyms, yep. but there's not really a consistent brand for it. It's just a, it. even even people that have multiple ones are just like a, a dude that has multiple, but there's yeah. no brand for it. Interesting. So uh, that business is going great. We just opened our third location hey. about twelve weeks ago.
0: Congrats! And
1: man. we've been in the black for about eight weeks, so mm-hmm. like this is it's it's going the right direction and continuing to do so. Uh, and then the last one is a company called Recover, yep. and um, my business partner Aaron and I, so a few years back, I just looked at Aaron one day after I'd gone over to a client's house, actually right over here on Jane Street, like mm-hmm. right off of here, and uh, played for the New York Knicks, and I was going over to to do work on him, and I got there. And he's got these Normatec boots on, uh, not normal size ones, by the way. Yeah. So he's almost a seven footer. So he's Jeez. got some legit Normatec sleeves up yeah. his long legs. And uh, I'm looking at that. I'm thinking it's cool. And we start talking about different techniques and modalities and technology that they have access to, or at least he and his piggy bank had access to. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I want to do that stuff. Yeah, Like I want a shorter versions of those that you had on your legs, and yep. I want to try this technology and that. And the more I thought about the conversation we were having, the more I was like, what if, what if I just started a business that had that stuff? Right. And I sell the service, not, not necessarily be a vendor of the product. Right. right? I don't distribute it anything like that. I just provide a mm-hmm. service. And then started thinking about what a recovery facility would look like. And so I asked Aaron, my business partner, Drogo, one day if – I was like, hey, man, you want to open a recovery spot? And he goes, yeah. How do we do it? And I went, come on. Let let me get it. And I said, let me start talking to a broker. I started talking to a broker. We found a space that we liked. And then we signed the lease. I put the security deposit down on it. And then we looked at each other and went, I guess we need to raise money now. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had zero investors at the time. Just thinking about (laughs) it. That's crazy. And it's like a lot of anxiety that goes with that because – we opened, what well, you didn't open, we started the process and we had no investors. And then we started talking to people about it and they were like, man, it sounds cool. I don't know what this is, but it sounds really cool. Right. Is there a proof of concept? And we were like, no, nothing like this exists. And we are excited about that. That's scary. They were not. It's scary as the the guy investing in it, you yeah. know,
0: because it's like, okay, I, I hear the idea. The idea sounds cool, but the reason it doesn't, and as the
1: investor, my head goes, the reason it
0: doesn't exist is because it doesn't work. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. It's
1: exactly what we didn't think about. Right. <laughs> we right. just thought, what a brilliant idea. What, yeah. How cool is that? So one of the things that we did... Uh, a friend of mine named Pete McCall had written something for American Fitness magazine, I think, and they do like their top ten, um, top ten trends that will be coming out in the next year. Okay, and so he's he's soothsaying this, right? And one was cryotherapy was like number three on the list, and then number five on the list was were, it was recovery. And so we used that to to our advantage to say, hey, this is the next big thing, right? Um, and then. About two months before we had opened, a place called Bulletproof Labs opened in in Beverly Hills. And okay. it was basically a much richer version of what we were trying to do here in New York City. And we immediately were like, we were p- I was pissed at first. I was like, no, no, they beat us to the punch. And we want to be the first to market the first six weeks. And then we thought, boy, I bet we could use this to get some investors. I was
0: about to say it's a great thing. It was a great thing. When there's competition – it and was great. I believe when you're when you're a business owner or trying to be, yeah. when there's competition, it's a beautiful thing. No yeah. It's not. Trailblazing is very hard.
1: And the CEO of that company, so uh, of Bulletproof Labs, which turned into – like split off of Bulletproof Coffee, and now it's Upgrade Labs. Um, his name is Martin Tobias, but um, – and most people think of bulletproof, they think of Dave Asprey, right? So and it, it is his company, but this guy was the CEO. Okay. He's been in New York several times. He shoots us an email and says, Love Hey, it. I'd like to come over. And like we have a, a decent relationship with this guy who isn't really our competition, yep. but somebody that's doing something very similar on a different scale totally. in Los Angeles. So you know, I I try not to I try not to be fear monger myself, mm-hmm. right? Like we can have a good relationship with people who do what we do and we can learn from each other and people, even like Pam gold who has a place called hacked here in New York city. It's more fitness based yep, recovery. I know it. I know it. Uh, she's fantastic. Cause she's even been like, Hey, you should think about getting this. We have this come over and try it. See if you want it at recover. Love you know that. what I mean? Like that's just like the love and the energy and the respect that have. And I was like, if we get this, it could pull business from her because you literally like six blocks south of us. Yeah. It's right
0: amazing to me, to me, when it comes to business, there's so much, certainly in New York City. I, I'm sorry. I know people think their business is hot stuff and everything. There are so many people yeah, in so one many. block. Yeah. And it might be naive of me, but I believe when you support other people, the risk you take is, okay, some of my people may go there, right? If uh, She may have given you some of her clients. To me, the risk Is way worth it because what happens is you're doing the right thing, you're being a good person, you're supporting people, Mm -hmm. and that will come back tenfold. Yeah, the risk is like, okay, I might have lost ten people this year from them, but the reward is when I am in need and something happens with my business or I need like suggestions or help or support, Dr. Rick is coming back to help me because I've helped him in the future. So. I don't know, I just... You I remember think that
1: scene from Miracle on 34th Street where Santa at Macy's sends them to other places because they have it either. there? I mean, it's an old movie, black and white, but he sends them. He was like, hey, why don't you go to wherever, right? Yeah. Like, to some, uh, these other locations because they have it or they mm-hmm. have it for cheaper or whatever it is, and... And when Macy's in the show, Miracle on the Thirty Foot, they found out. They were like, no. And then they ended up having so much business because they know that this Santa Claus is right. like a really like wonderful, sweet Santa Claus that's looking out for everybody. Uh, I feel like that. Not to there compare myself to Santa, but in that example You're like Santa.
0: <laughs> With the beard right now. With you the, yo, you see that? Yeah. We're we're both in no shave November right now, so we have like I have my oh, yeah. little mustache going on. I like okay. the mustache. It's aggressive. I like the mustache. Listen,
1: the <laughs> only way to rock aggressive. the mustache is to make sure you have
0: a full sweatsuit on. So I have a full Lululemon sweatsuit. sweatsuit. Shout out to Lululemon for hooking With it up. With the textures, by the way. The texture's nice, They're going right? textures
1: at Lulu now.
0: For real deal textures. Yeah. They did good. Um, all right, so that's kind of like the gist on you, right? We hit, we hit the main points. Yeah, I think so. so and your dad.
1: I am I am a dad. And I, I always tell people don't kids.
0: take that out of your your resume because like it's probably the toughest job is being a parent on top yeah. of all the things we all do. Like I'm not a parent, but when I think of my parents, like that it's a tough job, man. Yeah, a-
1: yeah. I'm I'm fortunate and blessed. My my wife, um I, I don't say you know, she I she works. Yeah. She's not employed, but she works. She and she works. works a lot in the home. Yep. And um, you know, I never want to take that away. I remember I went to uh, jury duty, and it was federal jury duty. You can't have your phone, anything like that yep. there. Super boring. And I get in front, and there's the judge talking to me, and the judge says um, – uh, she's asking about me, and then she asks if I have kids and asks if I have a wife. And she says, does your wife work in the home? And I went, you, you said that really well because she does work. she's not employed she goes and that's why I worded exactly that way like she knew how hard it was to work it is the
0: the hardest job on the planet and I will stand by this forever to be an at home mom or whatever you want to call it like to to work in the home uh, when you have kids one, two, ten kids doesn't matter raising a child is the most important job that any of us could have because you that is the legacy that you leave as a person and it's it's like we talk about building businesses that make change, building like companies and whatever that make change or, or making global change in some way. You're creating a human who can go make change. That's right, yeah. So like, you have the, to me, it's just the
1: the most amazing um, job and gift, so. You know how I, see, I I also see how people can get caught in the trap of wanting to create a business so that your kids don't really have to have don't have to worry about that much in the future. Yep. And if not for seeing television shows and movies and things like that of people making that mistake, yep. right? Where they work too much and they work too mm-hmm. hard and they forget that there are kids there. If I didn't see that and, and really allow that to register and have conversations with people in my life who are continually letting me know about your family, asking me about the family or what about the family, then I can see how people are like, no, 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 hold on. I'll, we can we can get to know each other. Cat's in the cradle later. Right. And right, I'm right. going to set this up for you. And then by the time that they can appreciate it, they don't care because they don't want anything to do with you as a parent. Isn't that crazy? And, and I can see how that can happen. And I've been very blessed to have a wife who keeps m- me in check mm. as I'm not only being pulled in different directions, yep. but I'm also choosing to be busier. Yeah. Right. Uh, and when you choose to be busier, all of that is to say, hey, man, I want to set something up really great for these beautiful kids. Yeah. And if, you know, and, and and I don't want to be like, oh, the kids that don't know you, don't respect you, don't love you, don't never see you. Yeah. Or, um, you know, so here's the thing. Uh, it may take me a little bit longer to build the gym empire that I'm hoping to build, but I am right, absolutely okay time. with that. Yep. And I also told my wife, I said, if everything collapses. Like the businesses fail, mm-hmm. right? Gym falls apart, recover doesn't work. Somebody opens the biggest, fanciest recover thing right down the road, and we lose everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what it was? It's a pretty cool ride.
0: Hell yeah. And your kids will love you because you made the time to spend time with them throughout. Mm-hmm. You didn't just like neglect, okay, I just want to build the business so that the kids can be taken care of. Like you said, you're finding that balance oh, between man. like, Going home and spending time and sitting at dinner at the table maybe or whatever it looks like for you. I don't know. But that's so important. Uh, And I I know personally growing up, I look at my parents and it was dinner table. Like sit around the dinner table. And this was before cell phones were a a thing. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm dating myself right now. But whatever. Sometimes I date myself too. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> went to a, went to a date by myself the other day, uh, and and I th- we, the amount of times a week we had dinner with mom and dad at the table. Yeah, my dad runs his business; it is amazing. What a blessing, man! Yeah. So, yeah, that's huge. Um, which kind of leads me into <clears throat> what I would love to talk about with you, which is your your motivation to do what you do. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sure your kids are going to be a part of that answer. Um, but when when I talk about motive for for why people do what they do. The definition of uh, motivation, it's, it's the reason for doing what you do. And I want to know, like, what is it? Because a, a lot of people listening to this are um, looking for that extra kick in the ass, that spark, that fire to really turn their life to a new level, mm-hmm. uh, whether they be entrepreneurs <clears throat> or they're working, I don't know, a nine to five somewhere for someone, doesn't matter. We want to feel inspired and motivated. On, in terms of motivation, what is it that motivates you to, to do what you do? And be the guy that you are.
1: I there are different answers for different businesses okay. when it comes to that. Um, one. As far as being an educator, Mm -hmm. I remember when I first became a personal trainer, and I asked a question to one of the trainers as I was studying for my exam, and the question I had was, well, it doesn't make sense to me as a layperson trying to be a personal trainer that this kind of repetition range produces hypertrophy, and if you do fewer repetitions at a higher intensity, it's more for max strength building, but you're not going to build as much size. Mm -hmm. That didn't make any sense to me. I was like, why wouldn't you lift heavier and get bigger muscles? And the guy looks at me and goes, I don't know, just answer it for the test and don't worry about it. And I went, hmm. <sighs> like, that's I I, I don't want to just, I could have just answered that yep. on the test because that's what me. it said. Yeah. That's not what I want. To, I want to know why.
0: Yeah.
1: Why is it like that? And um, me wanting to have a deeper understanding of why the body and how the body does what it does in reaction to... Exercise, reaction to fitness, and then how does that motivate people to get to certain answers and certain responses and what they want to do in their lives? To for me that was that was amazing, and I knew that once I learned more, that's a great thing about education. Like once you start doing it, you start learning more. You're like, man, other people should know this,
0: right? And, and then you you, you share.
1: inherently become a teacher. Yeah, and that's kind of a nice thing about a personal trainer is that you inherently are a teacher as a trainer. Yeah. you don't just tell people what to do. Yep. You you want people to learn what to do also. Um so, so that wanna, was part I of wanna it.
0: I want to ask you because th- something really interesting just happened there. You talked about I had this opportunity to take the answer of like this is what you do so fill it out for the test yeah. and you said no I want to learn more. What about you? Like that's what inspires me uh, about you when I when I'm with you. Yeah. He is the type of guy and this this I'm like this. I, I'm not cool with just the answer. It's like, well, when we're talking about school, that's a different story. We yeah. all know I'm not the school guy. But when it comes to life, and someone says, "No, that's just the way it is," that's right. what, every time someone says that, I'm like,
1: mm, "Is it though?" That's the that's the father saying because I said so. Yeah, because right. I said so ah. thing. And
0: maybe maybe that is because my dad did that a lot growing yeah, up. My dad is a true. brilliant man, and sometimes he would just be like, "Cause because I'm your dad, and that's what I said." Yeah. And I think I got triggered growing up, like wait a minute, I want an answer for that. Like right. That's not just how it is. Maybe it's different. Right. So is, that, is there something in there like, that you can think of that made you that way that wants to dive deeper into things?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it only works in certain environments. Like mm-hmm. if you told me something about electronics and you were like, this does this, and I'd be like, all right. Like I don't care to know any more about it. Right, you tell me what it is maybe it works maybe it doesn't if it doesn't work I get upset Mm -hmm. like printers I have the worst time with printers anyway like these are the things like I don't want to know why I just want to turn things on push a button and stuff works that's it Um, but when it came to to fitness it was a little bit different I don't know if that was like a a martial arts background or what because mm. they you know you'd learn things and then you're like well why do I do this move if you're working on a kata or a form or whatever it is and of course when you ask that question your uh, Sifu or your coach or your trainer or your teacher or whoever it is is gonna come over and do it to you yep. and then you find out real fast why it is all <laughs> that's <right>? why Okay. <laughs> um, and and in some instances you don't want to ask those questions because you're gonna pay the price for it yep but I was always like, hit it again. Yeah. Like, If this is going to teach me how, and I'm going to be better at something I'm interested in. Yeah. I don't expect everybody to be interested in everything. Mm-hmm. I don't expect you to be the best at every subject in school. And if you're driven because you just want to be good in school, then I get it. But like, there wasn't a lot of space for us to be really good at um, like physical education content. Yeah. Right, because P.E. was kickball or basketball for me anyway. It's like we yep. have kickball, basketball. On Fridays, we run the mile, and you do whatever you want for the rest of the day, and there was no education. There were a few physical things that we did. Um, it wasn't until I was in college where I actually took a class called Walk, Jog, Run, and we had to do like mathematical formulas, and I was like, this is bull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought we were just going to go and run. Yeah, I thought that's all we were going to do. I signed uh, up for the wrong yeah. extra course. And so that was my first experience of actually taking... Um, fitness-related content and having science connected to it. Mm. And at first, I was triggered. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't like that experience. Um, But then you start to understand why. And then you see benefits. Like, you see your max heart rate, and we do heart rate reserve, and we'd figure out, you know, where you are and what's your time. and You understand physiologically why you get better at doing what you're doing. And you go, man, this is how it works. Mm. And that was fascinating to me. Um, And I think some of the other things that, Yeah, because education-wise, I think that's important, but also as a business owner, um, one of the things that motivates me was, and I found this really interesting, is everybody's scared, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you're scared to spend your own money, you're scared to borrow money and spend their money and then not be able to pay them back, and you're on the hook for failures. Yep. Um, And I, I get that, probably, more than most people. I've been fortunate that I the businesses that I've invested money into have moved forward. Yeah. But I remember the first couple of months in my first gym and I I just was like, dude, I don't know I don't know if this is gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna turn the corner on this mm-hmm. in time where I have no more money in reserve where I can continue to pay rent and still be able to move forward. And so it took me I mean, I opened probably a little, the five and a half years ago that I opened the first gym. And I remember thinking when I thought I might go out of business, what my next business was going to be. Hmm. And that was crazy because it took me so long to get to a spot where I would actually open my first business and borrow money to do it. And as that one's failing, I'm thinking about what's next. Wow. And it was something that just clicked. It was like, hey, you are a business owner now. There's no going back. Figure out what's, le- what's next. And yeah. even if you fail, right, you failed at this one, but you're f- thinking about what's next. And I think that's, that's what people don't understand is that they're worried that they're going to fail at something, and then they're going to be hurt, and their tails are going to be between their legs. And there might be some of that. Right. But failing forward yeah. is a good place to fail. Yeah. And fortunate, just fortunate, the blessings, the people I was associated with, the people who knew me, and, and you know, independent training spot was a valuable thing for a lot of people because it's, a, it's like a co-working space for personal trainers. Totally. So we they all can come it. and train their clients yeah. out of, and they rent space from me. Uh, and it was just the first location in develop, developing a brand yep. for independent personal trainers to train out of. So yeah. uh, that with something that if you just have one gym and you 're trying to do that and i my my wife when I told her I wanted to open an independent training gym, she was like, "Didn't you tell me like two years ago or so that that was a terrible business model?" And I was like, uh, "I did, I did, and that was two years uh, ago, honey. And yeah. now you're not going to believe it. The industry's totally changed." Uh, so it was. It, I spent like a week or so digging myself out of that hole, yeah. and I knew that I had told her that, but I was hoping that she'd forgotten. Yeah. Um. But that's what your your business plans for, and you know that you can kind of go into it with with an idea of who you are and what you want to do and what your expectations are and, um, and, and be reasonable. And I think that I aimed low on a lot of my expectations and mm. said, if I can do this, then it's still a profitable business.
0: Interesting. You know what's really interesting about that statement? There's like uh, 700 things I want to go back and talk about in there. But that last statement, if I shoot low, now the automatic connotation there is like, that's bad you're a business owner that's that's not achieving success shooting low i i think for me i needed to reframe that and when you said like oh and then i reached just what i needed to reach to keep Mm -hmm. going that is so important because we shoot for like there's everybody trying to build an app right now and they want to be uber yeah yeah and it's like dude you know how many apps there are and you know how many of them are uber There's like (laughs) three at the, at that level or four at that level that have been that successful. And everybody else is just hustling to play the game a little bit. So when you look at that, it's like, yeah, you can, I I love the dreaming of like, you know, jumping on the moon and like getting that far and being like whole nine yards. And it's this idea of like, shoot for the moon, land on the stars. But what if you just really focused on the stars, like just go to the stars, you know, because there's a lot of good things going on at the stars. And when you get to the stars, then it's like, all right, I'm close. I- I've Damn. learned how to take off, and I've learned how to do this, and now yeah. I can go to the next star.
1: But you know, I think people also look at it and they say, well, let's aim for the stars, plural, right? Yep. But they don't focus on a single location yet right like i got to get to this one before i can get to that one i told people all the time when they said so what are you what are your plans with this facility i said the plans are for this one to be successful first yeah but ultimately i want x number of locations in manhattan i want to see it expand to this and that and i'm going down all this stuff and i went but none of that means anything until this location does what it needs to do so true yeah
0: and the amount of times that we play this game of like let me talk about this, talk about that, talk about that. You're playing fantasy games with your own mind. And with just to tell you, that you. a lot of times I know for me, like I've done this where I want it to sound cool. I yeah. want it to, I want you to envision. I know with ripped, like when we started ripped, I was like, and this idea was also sold to me in the beginning of it. When I first joined was like, we're going to open 30 locations yeah. in the next four years. And like, it's going to explode and blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of where our struggle was, was, We didn't find that kind of happy medium between focusing long term and what can be real in the distance, but staying so committed to what you're creating in that small space. Right. Because if you opened four more gyms and you were a hot mess at the first one. Absolutely. It would have been a hot mess at all the other
1: ones. Yeah. Do you know how much money I lost in the first one trying to figure out what's the best way to make this happen? Yeah. That's why people buy franchises. Yep. What, what franchise can be expensive, and then all you do is buy some, And you still have to go build it out with your own money, right? Yep. Like cause You still have to get the lease. You still have to buy the equipment. You have to do all this stuff. But now you paid another $100,000 or whatever the franchise fee is, yep. and then you pay monthly on top of that just so you don't have to do it wrong. Right, because it's can a playbook. Lose it's a lot more money yep. realizing you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And totally. if you've got a company out there that has a handbook and says, this is how it's done. Yeah. Then man, you just saved yourself money by spending that money. Yeah. Absolutely. So I get why people do franchising now. Yeah. Man, I mean, sense.
0: listen, it makes it simple. It's like, here's the playbook. Yeah. And we're giving it to you. You just got to follow it. That's it. And like put the money down and trust the process. Cause it works. We've yeah. shown, you know, it's like your investors coming to you and saying, where's the proof? Yeah. Like, uh, we don't have any necessarily for, you know, recover. and, That's another fun journey because you could play that game too. You know, the, I don't know what the hell's going on and I'm shooting for it. And, um, so when it comes to stuff like that, where it's, you, you have to just kind of trust the process and keep going forward. You said something that really is different than the way I think. And I love hearing this. You were like, while I was failing at one at the first personal training studio, I was looking at what the next business will be. Yeah. I'm so I think there's something beautiful there in that, like, we are not our results. Like, you know, you're meant to be owning a business and succeeding in life. And just because you failed at one doesn't mean you're a failure. You were looking at the next opportunity saying, okay, this was a practice and like, bummer, I lost X amount of money or I lost this time and, or I learned in this time and now I'm on to the next thing. I think I tend to get stuck at least for me on like okay, I'm not stopping till I literally have gone up in flames, I'm going all in focusing right here, and I'm not paying yeah. attention to the future yet I gotta work right here, yeah, and I can see where that, that has burned me in the past, sure you know 'cause so is that is that something that often kind of triggers in your mind it's like okay i'm I'm focused here, but i'm also
1: I have my um my mind prepped for what's to come yeah i i listen when when it came to the, the fitness facilities, the, I didn't want just one, yeah. right? Like, I did want to build out multiples, and I n- knew I, in that first, like, three-month period where I was making a little bit of money, but I wasn't covering expenses completely, yep. and the only expenses I was covering is because my training added to it would cover everything. So now the Richie family's not bringing in any money, yeah. so I've got money to live off of, but everything that we're making is going back into the bit Man, there was so much going on, and I just... It was just a consideration of failure and knowing that that was a possibility. And finally, what first was my first little blockage was being afraid to do something. And then once you tip it, then you go, I wasn't afraid to do it. And even if this doesn't work, then there's something else that will work. So what is it? And that's why I spent my time trying to figure out, well, what what is the missing link in the fitness industry? Mm. And it wasn't... That the fitness industry lacked personal training gyms. It's that the fitness industry lacked a brand of personal training gym. Right. And that changed everything in my head. Yeah. Everything at that point, I was like, oh, man. So when I saw it that it was potentially a failure – you know, like three months into it. And I'm like, man, this is killing me. It's 86 hours a week that I'm working. I'd stay the night, uh, probably two or three nights a week. Cause wow. the time to go home, the time to come back the next morning was an extra hour. I could yep. have been sleeping on the massage totally, table. Totally. Um, and, and then I thought, man, I, I could do this again better Yeah. in something else somehow. And I'm not sure what it is. Um, but you know, I borrowed money from the bank, and I still had to pay the bank back, no matter what it was. And yeah. uh, and and just last week, I was I looked at my um, app on my phone, and it said there was no automatic withdrawal from wow. the bank. And I was like, why not? And I went to the bank, and I was like, can you tell me? Like, I don't want my yeah, my, do my credit to be impacted yep, yep. because I didn't the automatic payments off. And he looks it up, and he goes, it looks like like you paid it off. And I was like wow. high fiving people in the bank, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Congrats, the next question man. I ask: When can I get another loan? I love it. Let's expand this thing again. That's huge. Yeah, man. man. You know, one of my favorite quotes. Her name is Anais, Nan, and it says the the fear of staying, above um, um, the fear of blossoming was more painful than staying tight inside of a bud and so what people do is they stay tight and they don't want to blossom because they're so afraid of what that's going to be like they've never been there before and that quote which i butchered a little bit but it gives you an idea of what it is is i'm i'm right now i'm comfortable and i am uh i'm fearful of blossoming yep and I can no longer stay tight in the bud. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stay there anymore because I felt like I was just exploding, and I needed to grow, even if it meant like I would blossom and somebody's gonna come and pick me off the stem or whatever right, it is. Right, so right. I, but I needed it for me, even if it failed. And there's that's that's the that last part you said. I think is the trigger
0: for a lot of people is, is you have to come to terms with even if yeah, like we we say that ah, I need the motivation, inspiration to like get fired up and go and it's you you have to get to a space where it's like even if the worst happened yeah i went and like that feels better than sitting in my own shit and never having gone yeah and i think that that's where people draw the line of like do i do this or not yeah that's where i ask people certainly when i'm coaching people with mindset and all that what happens if you don't do it and what happens if you do do it like yeah. what is the world right. missing out on if you don't step into your power and go for this thing. And I think I think about myself. If you didn't start Recover, I am telling you how many days you saved my ass. <laughs> because Recover, and just to give you a quick lowdown on his business, there's a thing called NuCom. You put these little things behind your ears. And you wear headphones that are now noise-canceling. And they put a weighted blanket on you. And you put this. Oh, the gravity blanket. Ra- so gravity nice. blanket. Ridiculous. And then these. Um, <laughs> I actually remember buying. The face mask. I tell people this story kind of I, from time to time. I yeah. still have it. And I wear it, <laughs> I wear it all the time. And it's a face mask. It's like it, it blacks everything out. And I one day I walked in. I was like, I'm going to wherever the Argentina hell I was going. Argentina. I was yeah. going to Argentina. I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Can I have this face mask? And you were yeah. like, uh, yeah. And I paid him for the reused face mask. I was like, I need this. No, you know what?
1: This was crazy. I was like, I don't know if we can part from it, but you can order it on Amazon. And, and, and you said, That's uh, what it was. why don't I order it? have it sent here yep. so you have one, you're not missing out on yep. one and you just let me take this one. And Amazon Prime, it'll show up tomorrow. And I was like, done. Done, you got
0: a brand <laughs> new one? That's what it was, I bought you the new one. Oh man, that was great. So nonetheless, to me, like noticing that that the amount of times I've sat in that chair, yeah. and I've had long days of waking up at 4 a.m. and I went to bed at midnight or one doing mm-hmm. work or writing programs or whatever the hell was going on, and and I had a day that went till 8 o'clock. I had a speaking thing or whatever it was. And I said, and I called Dr. Doctor Rick and I was like, or his partner Drogo, and I was like, I need to come in today and, and get to that new calm. And they're like, done. Nah, he was the big want.
1: bad wolf. We were the little pigs, man. He's like, let me in. I literally. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I demanded. Yeah. And, I, and <laughs> when I demanded, they always were
0: like, absolutely. Dude. And I came through. And. It changed my entire day, so I don't want to
1: dive into the science of it, but Nucom is is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I Nucom mean. is a great technology. It's yeah. a it's a company called Solace Life Science, and they own the technology. Nucom, which kind of down-regulates your brain waves into a deep theta state, yep. uh, pulls you out of fight or uh, fight and flight and freeze. It is the only FDA-approved technology to minimize stress, anxiety, and improve sleep quality without pharmaceuticals. I'm so right. it, the, the technology is ridiculous. It's an amazing experience. Um, some people, the first time they do it, don't have a deep experience. Some yep. people, first time yep. they do it, they do. Uh, the thing is, unlike pharmaceuticals, you, when you do it more often, you don't build up a resistance. You start to fall in line much easier so when you do it more often you actually just drop into that deep theta state pretty quick so it's an amazing totally. experience
0: and I and my first time was awesome but then it was like I think that was there was one time where I was struggling I was on two and a half hours of sleep and I had a day ahead of me and I came in and I had a gap because personal trainer life I had a gap yeah. for an hour and a half or two hours and I said can I do a full hour and you guys yeah. are like absolutely do as long as you want yeah. and i did the hour and i woke up and it did like it was like i got a full night's sleep yeah and i had an amazing day i had an event that night and i like nailed it and I, and i remember saying to myself and it's coming up for me now like these guys just don't get what they're doing like <laughs> you you don't get and and not to blow you up but that that safety net of like oh i messed up on my sleep Yeah, and now I really know how because of the Whoop band, like it's teaching me how much I suck at sleep. No, that's very true. But the the naps I have are so productive with you guys. So I come through, and I'm not a nap guy. I usually have my energy drive me through. But sometimes the body shuts down, and that. Yeah. So when you're looking at you know what we do in our lives, like the. I got to tell you, you had,
1: like, a profound impact on people. Yeah. You really do by the space you set. Oh, thank you, brother. Well, I think that let's, let's talk about that in regard to what we're talking about with business, too. So I'm really passionate about something. I was tight in the butt. I needed it to blossom. And yep. some people will do that. And out of passion, they say, this is a great idea, and I just have to do it. And they open a gym or they open something, and they fail yep. miserably because they didn't plan it out. Yep. Right. And and I think that's one thing that you can't just do is find something you're passionate about and decide that that's how you're going to make your living. Um, you can be passionate about your hobbies and still go to work and be an accountant. Totally. And we're like, I don't I, I'm good at it. I don't necessarily love it. I hope you don't hate your job. Yeah. Like, I hope that's not where you are. Yeah. But like, you're not going to not everybody's going to be living their passion. Yep. Right. So you have to be reasonable. And used to, I was like, wow, let me, anybody that wants to open a new business, let me just support them and say, do it. I think you should. And now I'm that guy that's a naysayer. And if I naysay and you still go through with it, you're the guy that needs to do it. Yeah. Not the guy that goes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. But, the, the person that says, you know, you're the person that needs to go through with it, it was probably because you're willing to write a business plan. You're willing to plan it out. You're willing to lose the money if it goes south. Yeah. Right. So all of these things take place. And that happened with recover, too. Like we we made a foolish decision, but it was something that we knew was going to work yeah. because recovery was on the rise. Yeah. We knew that people were going to do it. We had cool technologies like Newcom and the CVAC and. um we, I remember Drogo also saying, like, we should get the infrared saunas full spectrum. And I was like, that just sounds like you're trying to make money. It yeah. sounds like BS. I don't yeah. think that way. Hold on. Let me look up the peer-reviewed science behind it. And I did. And I was like, how many can we fit in? Like, the science behind the infrared light was so good. And we're putting together all these wonderful recovery technologies. And I went, how are people going to say no to this? And it right. doesn't exist. And now we're not just focusing on orthopedics. We're also focusing on mental cognitive recovery. So we're mm. the first recovery studio that's fully comprehensive. Yeah, The only one that says, hey, let's not just take care of what's going on with the hitch in your giddy up. Yeah. Because even athletes, when you say, hey, they're having off nights, it's not because they rolled their ankle. Right. It's because your head's not in the right space. Yep. And we've had the opportunity to work with elite athletes and elite organizations and having individuals within those um, leagues and uh, associations completely change their perspective and get back into the game yep. just by doing things like newcom and setting people up in the CVAC and helping with uh, things that you know are are going to help performance in not just physical but in cognitive ways as well uh, and and I think that 's where even for recovery space, it was something interesting and innovative that hadn't been done but then to focus on not just like restoring the body but rebooting the mind too right was was key and then we look at it and we say hey man we've bought this we we kind of signed this lease we've got this great idea none of it's on paper yeah right and uh, i went crazy like business plan business plan because to us here's no way it's not going to make money people are going to love this once they learn about it and I knew that that was the big deal, is that recovery was up and coming. It wasn't the big thing. It is now. Right. Thank you. I would like to think that we had a big component of that tipping point. Totally. Um, and and now we see recovery places popping up all Everywhere. over the place. Everywhere. And this is the same example business-wise, is we want to make sure we're doing our first location right Yeah. before we go and open other locations. So right now there's another recovery place that has buku's of franchises and they have a lot of gross income but when you divide it by how many locations they have like then their net is really low yeah and I was like oh, that's a, I don't want to be a franchise that says hey do you want to make you know this amount of money a month based off the net averages right, right right and you know when you say the gross number of the franchise you're like man that's fantastic yeah but we want our location to be like oh man if we can we can replicate this at another location. Yeah. So we're making location number one profitable. Yep. yep. We're making it profitable. Yeah. And then we're gonna turn around and say, Now how can we do this times two? And then we see what our, our growth strategy is from there. But right. you know, we're we're not looking at spot. it. Yeah, and the other thing too, you know this as a personal trainer, like your passion doesn't last forever in anything yep. you're passionate about. Yep. How many times as a trainer you've been like, This sucks? Yeah. This sucks. Honestly, most of I don't even want to work out <laughs> every anymore. Every morning,
0: it says, I, I hate working out. I had a buddy of mine yeah. who's like one of the top trainers in the country. He's like, I hate exercise. He said this yeah. to me
1: two days ago. I was like, are you yeah. serious right now? Drogo says that on our podcast all the time. He was yeah. like, I'm I, i, you, I I'm the trainer that doesn't like working out. I, I'm with him. I yeah. don't necessarily like working out. It's yeah. just something that you got to commit to. And there was a long time when I opened the first location where I was like, I just- I'm so spent in so many ways. Yep. I can't bring myself to do it. Yep. Um. So like anything that you're passionate about will eventually become a business. And that bu- business can lead you to be dispassionate about it. Yeah. And then it's still a job. So right. that, that's interesting because
0: one of the stuff growing up, like I did a lot of musical theater with my family yeah. and I had an opportunity. I wasn't anything ridiculously good. I was pretty good at acting and, um, and, I could dance, I could hold my own because my mom's a choreographer and oh, cool. singing, I was fine. Yeah. And my, uh, uh, luckily there was a lot of opportunity in New York City. People say there isn't, but for low-end jobs, there's a good amount of acting mm-hmm. opportunity and um, I somebody was gonna pay me to be a part of an off-Broadway show. And, uh, and it was right when I was getting ready to move into the city and I looked at the commitment, looked at the pay and all that and I was like, I never want this to be a job. Yeah. like i'm so passionate about theater and musical theater that and acting and singing and dancing like I, it's a passion of mine i love doing it and i just want it to be that and the yeah. second you start getting paid for it you run the risk of run the risk sure it being no, it no longer being your passion and what i love about our discussion also um is that you're more than me an analytical guy you think numbers you think science to some extent mm-hmm. um and i'm way less of an analytical dude. Yep. I'm more like feelings, vibes, use the energy, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's so good for I certainly our listeners who hear me often to hear that like you can't just thrive on passion. Like passion is so important. Yeah. It really is. But it's this holy trilogy between knowledge, inspiration and motivation. Like you have to think about what you're doing. And then you need to be inspired to do it. Yeah. And then you need to do, have a reason to do it. Mm-hmm. And then combining those three things can create something dynamic. Love love but, it. but you must, you must look at with with reason and intention, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And it not just be like, a, I'm fired up. Because the fire up, like, you might die before it comes to fruition or you might miss it. Like, like you're saying, the passion runs out. Um, but when you're looking at everything's
1: exciting in the beginning of
0: course dude. everything I got excited about a math class and buying books for school and that lasted four minutes into class and <laughs> Mrs. Kwan was the worst person ever I hated it and that was every year I was excited I was excited yeah. when I got to Staples with my mom to get all the books and everything Absolutely. and then I showed up to school and I was like. Damn, I hate this right. so
1: much. The best part of school is Staples the week before.
0: <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. That, I've never said that out loud, but that's the truth. Yo, that is the best part of school. Welcome to
1: this, this truthful moment. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> welcome um, to this I moment. I just hit
0: something really special y'all watching it or listening <laughs> to it live. Yeah, that was my favorite part of school. And, like, and that's for real life. When you think about running a business, building a business, people love the, what it could look like. Yeah. So people love the idea of having 40 recovered locations that are bringing in six mil each a year. And you're balling out feeling like a boss. And everybody's talking to Dr. Rick about them, how he's the man because he started something innovative. That's an amazing thing to want. And then you just jump into stuff a lot of times because you see the end goal, the want. Yeah. But you have to also be willing to thrive on the ugly the dirty the the room is empty and i there's nothing here yet and it's a construction site and i have three months to get it done like you you can hear it in his voice multiple
1: times and that's it's been scary every time it's scary even just this
0: last you know helping build this studio that i was just working on like looking at the the wood floor before we started i was like how are we going to do this in the time that we have yeah and you have to be able to love the scramble the scramble yeah. is everything. you got to be able to love that when you're opening a business. And it's
1: crazy, too, right? Like, so, I, you know, a few years ago, and even with Recover, I, I did it with Recover, did it with the first location of uh, independent training spot. I don't know if I could do it again. Mm. I don't know if I could put my family through that again. Yep. I don't know if I could start something new that requires so much of my time, time and, and so attention. much of my commitment wow. right now. Interesting. I don't know if I could do that anymore. Not to that level. Not the... 86 hours a week you know dude i
0: honor your authenticity because i think a lot of people when they've gotten to a point and listen only you can say i've made it or i haven't in terms of like how you perceive your life but to me i look at you as a successful businessman and for you to sit back at this point and say like i don't know if i would do that again i don't think a lot of guys would say it i think a lot of people are like i love it so much i'm so proud of what i did i would do it 10 times over type of thing like it's it's that's the hard truth. Yeah. It's like that shit was hard, man.
1: Here, let me let me give you an example of why I wouldn't do that again, and this was this was very telling. Yeah. So my father, my mom and dad were up at New York City from Alabama, mm-hmm. and my dad just looks over at my daughter a couple of years ago, and she goes, "Jaslyn, how old are you now?" And she goes, nine. And my dad turned and looked at me, and he goes, "You've had her half the time. You're gonna have her." Wow. And I was like. I've never been punched that hard. Whoa. Not in all of my fight career. I took me I have a second to let that never, never been punched that hard in my life. Yeah. And that was that moment where I was like, man, my I, I can I can spend that time building those businesses and my time away mm-hmm. and realize that those first nine years yep. flew and the next nine Not aren't crazy. slowing down. So that's that's to be honest, my motivation for stepping away from the business. yeah, Like not spending so much time, not trying to find something else I could just dive head first in and commit all of my time. I didn't have kids, I right? didn't have a family, my wife. Like that, I'd just be all in. Like yeah. hustle, 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 yeah. I got nothing else going on. Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely a, a game changer and that's something where, where when I'm building all the business and I look back and like I said, if it fell apart tomorrow, I'd be like, I, that was a good it's ride, a ride yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. Right. I'll find something else. Mm -hmm. I'll work for somebody. I'll figure the next thing out. But what I'm not going to do is be like, now my job is gone and my family doesn't like it. Yeah. 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 Can't do it. I can't just show back up and be like, now the business not working. I'm your dad. Right. (laughs) BT dubs. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, uh, do you do you tap into intuition with that
0: stuff? So like that feeling clearly affected you of like, wait a minute what just happened nine years like does that intuition come into play of like i gotta adjust i gotta adjust like that something's not right here because i think i think um there's a lot of intuition that comes into play at least for me with making and i'm in baby stages of building businesses like uh, i'm doing my stuff um, and i'm in the baby stages so i'm not giving anybody business advice right now Mm. but in terms of life and how i've lived it i very often go off of how, like what comes up in my heart mind and spirit right now mm-hmm. and i i have practiced surrendering to that even though sometimes like everybody around me is like yo that's a sick opportunity go dude are you kidding me go i take a i take a moment with myself and i trust that i know what's right for me yeah and that has led me I, i've i've failed uh it has failed to be um the wrong decision for yeah. me yeah
1: well, it's kind of like you and I were talking, I'm not going to spill any beans on anything, but before we started recording about a really incredible potential opportunity. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. But make sure it's not going to affect this. You got to think about that. Yep. And so I'm the first guy to be like, that's a crazy cool opportunity Absolutely. in anybody's life, regardless of what it. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. But now what if it does turn out exactly the way you think, but ah, you just didn't think about all the other please stuff. Please listen to what he just said, guys. That is so
0: huge. Yeah, that man. is so real.
1: This is like remember that there's a the uh one-act play the and then the one-act play the short story The Monkey's Paw. I don't know it. The Monkey's Paw is about uh this um amulet. So it's a it's a monkey's paw and you wish on it and it can give you a wish, right? Mm-hmm. And um this woman wishes for her son to be alive again. Well, you got to be careful what you wish for because what had happened was that the, the, you know, if you never read it, then I've ruined it for you. But uh, spoiler alert, um, he, it is the dead version, like the zombie mm-hmm. version of the son, um, the way that it kind of writes. And this was, this is not a recent one act play uh, or a short story, but it's kind of beautiful because you think like, all your life like you hurt so much for something or you desire so much yeah. for something, and then you make this wish to change it, and then when it comes true it 's the worst thing that could have happened
0: isn't it amazing
1: um, and I think that you you really do have to so when i was when I was younger, there was a minister that I used to work with, and uh, he he looked at me and there's just such a profound moment. He said, "Rick, sometimes you have to pray for doors to close." And we always think about doors opening and things have to open. Look, for some time, sometimes there's so much opportunity yeah. that you just need things to close.
0: So you can have clarity yeah. on where to go. Yeah. yeah.
1: Something that has to push you in a direction to guide you in a direction. Because otherwise, you'll always be scattershot and you'll never be a direct shot anywhere. Yeah. And once you go direct shot, you can miss. Yeah. And that's going to hurt because you missed your target. Yep. But m- once you land it, you land with full impact, yeah, and otherwise, scattershot look, I'm kind of good at all of these other things, and I'm kind of doing something and all of these other things, but are you really doing anything right. to make change to help and and maybe you are, and that's beautiful that's called a portfolio, like I want one of those, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. um but at the same time you you need to identify your who and your why and how it's going to go there and who you're going to take with you. And, you know, it took me a while to to realize that I could bring in partners and work with people because yep. I wanted to own it. It was mine. It was mine. It was mine. It was very difficult for me to, to move really, away from uh, that. Yeah. So there are, there are a lot of things that just as a, a younger entrepreneur. And it's funny I say that because the business has been around for about six years. And I look at, What's been done just in these six years, yep. and think, man, in five, six more years, what is it going to look like? Yeah. Um, but I have direction. I've got clarity. Yeah. I've got I've got the the direct shot of what I want to accomplish. It just happens to be with two different businesses yep. within the same realm. How cool is that?
0: Yeah. What a gift. Yeah.
1: So it's yeah. A, it's a blessing, and I, I I love how it's going. And you know, with with people like you, like it, it's always nice just to have that let's go mentality you know what i mean like let's just let's get it and it's it's 100 from the the gut like that let's go let's go let's go and i and i want that and then at the same time it's let's strategize where you're going yeah let's strategize who's going with you and how you're going to develop it and then once you've created a much clearer view and nothing's ever clear yeah like there's always this kind of murky water that you just don't know what's going to happen yeah but you've got direction, yeah. And once you got the direction, the less go comes into play big time.
0: So that that is, I I had a call with a mindset coaching group that I have last night, um, and one of the things we discussed, like I said, that holy trilogy of knowledge, inspiration, and motivation, and and people don't necessarily pay attention to the distinction between the three. Mm-hmm. We kind of jumble them together, especially with. Um, the amount of content that's on social media yeah. with people being motivational and firing you up. Or, and you go and you search and you're like, ah, I wanna get going, I wanna get motivated. So you go and you look up um, things on YouTube or books or whatever and there's a piece of that that's knowledge, that's the information we use mm-hmm. right to, to generate our desired outcome. Yeah. Then there's the inspiration. That's the thing that actually uh, stimulates the brain. So this is not a reason why, your motivation, your motive mm-hmm. is your reason, your actual reason. The inspiration is the the brain stimulator. Yeah, what's triggering you? And without the three of them, it's really hard to get going. So if you just there's a ton of people, and I'm I could go on and on about a list of people in my life who are wildly knowledgeable and have no motivation, and inspiration. Right. Yeah. And they are going to die with more knowledge than I ever wished to have in my life. They're going to be in their grave mm-hmm. with, and no one's going to know they had it, or they're not going to make an effort to share it. Yeah. Because they all they did was get the knowledge. Yeah. But then in order to implement a, a lifestyle of like generating a business with it or teaching people about it or serving your community with that beautiful knowledge that you work so hard to get, now you need to be inspired, something needs to stimulate your yeah. brain enough to say let's go. Yeah. And then you need to be motivated enough with the reason that says this is worth doing. And without those other two pieces, you miss the whole triangle yeah. there. Yeah. You know?
1: I asked the question as an educator, I'll say how many people have known the smartest trainer in the room that didn't train many sessions and how there's another trainer who trains all the time and you ask them a question, they didn't know anything about yep. like fitness or why it works or how it works, anything. So one person's got all the business and one person has all the knowledge yep. and then the person with all the knowledge condescends the busy trainer. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Nothing elevates you like condescending someone else. Am I right? (laughs) Uh, Can you see or hear the sarcasm? Ultimately, (laughs) what I want to do as an educator is to help people with that inspiration, but also be educated. So I want that guy that's working all those sessions just to learn a little bit more about what he's doing. I want this person who thinks they know everything. To realize that they don't and it doesn't matter yeah. if nobody's around to receive that. Yeah. Right. So maybe you could pump the brakes a little bit on telling everybody how much you know yeah. and focus more on how they feel and what they're getting out of it. Are you results based and are you this and not just training the book, yep. but training the person yeah. understanding the book?
0: Yeah. Full circle. You started with talking about how important like educating others is to you and it's just. So awesome. So no mistake that we came full circle there because unfortunately we're coming to the end. But ah. um, but here's the deal. With every go podcast, we end with a go moment. Okay. Um, and what that means is uh, I'm going to ask that you serve our listeners with something just kind of to leave them feeling like when they when they turn this off, the last voice they're going to hear is, is you giving them that, that little piece of go, that thing that can fire them up, that can inspire them, that um, can give them th- – I don't know, that piece uh, that you want to share with the world today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you've blessed us with a ridiculous amount of information in the past hour. So, so grateful to you. Thank you, you brother. Um, but is there something that you could leave our listeners with, like your kind of main go-to thing that, that you, people should be hearing from you?
1: Yeah, I, I have a, a couple of things that I, I really focus on for me. One is if you never change, you never change. And that one's big for me because uh, we get really comfortable at where we are, and we get Mm. nervous about what I'd like to do, but maybe I'd like to have a business. Maybe I'd like to focus on something, but it's really scary to do that. Um, And that's okay, right? Like, fail forward. Um, Fail small at first. Mm -hmm. And I know that doesn't sound inspiring, but what if you fail? Fell forward into success. Yeah. Uh, what if you did it and you were like, hey, man, I'm, I'm okay with failing a little bit, and you yep. just barely push yourself out of your comfort zone to yeah. change? Yeah. Uh, because, like I said earlier, it's when you start to create that change, even in light of failing, you think, well, I've already changed. Right. So now. What's my next thing? Yeah. What's my next thing? Um, and then the other thing that I love is uh, Tony Robbins quote. It says, motion uh, creates emotion. And so continue to move, continue to shake, continue to get out there because you need the emotion. Yeah. You need that inspiration and that motivation. And, and you need to be moving in your space. Not He's talking about physical, but I think that we can take that in terms of business, too. If you're always moving with your business, mm-hmm. then then it's going to create an emotion in you that's going to drive you forward. Um, and with all that being said, don't forget that there's life outside of work. Amen. And that you need to pump the brakes on that and Amen. still live your life. Amen. Dude. Thank you,
0: brother. Appreciate it. Guys, that's Dr. Great. Rick, where can we find you? On Instagram, Instagram, Facebook.
1: yeah. So I'm usually most active on Instagram, at rick Richie, R-I-C-H-E-Y.
0: Beautiful. Um, go follow him there. He's a guy that loves to answer questions. He's an educator at heart. Yeah. So reach out to him there and go see him at Recover NYC if you're yeah. a trainer. Reach out to him about training at his spaces. Doctor Rick, thank you, man. That's great. Appreciate you. Guys, here, man. reach out to us. Let us know if you got any questions. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you on the next episode of Let's Go. Let's go. Awesome. Yo, fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Packs Fit, fam. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you all on the next episode.